Hello, people of God. Welcome back to Elite's Corner. This is your girl, Elizabeth. So today we're going to be talking about Father's Love. Just, just jump right into it. Okay, so today something happened to me just this last week. Like, I wouldn't have known that I still had this. Um, I don't know how to put it now. Um, I think I, I, I can't find the right word for it. But as we go on, if I find the word, I'll let you know. I didn't know that I still had this complex, you know. If, if one was to ask me, I would say, I see God as a loving father. I would say that I see God as a loving father and nothing more. Like, like I don't see God as being judgmental or like as condemnatory and all of that. Something like that. Okay, let's go back. Let's have the background so that I can understand what I'm talking about. Okay, so on Friday, I went to see my father. Okay, let's do another background story again. Let's go back a little. Okay, so most people do not know, but I do not have a biological father. My mom is a widow. My biological father died when I was about three years old, I think. Yeah, I think. So for some 20-something years now, I've been fatherless. God's my father, I know, but you know, I'm just talking about biological father. I've fatherless, but though I've had father figures in my life, a very solid example is this person that talking about that I called my father. He's been a pastor for so long now and he has become a father to me in all regard, you know. So he's the one I'm referring to in this story as my father. So let's go forth. Now I went to visit him. So we're supposed to do some things together. All of that, but then I suddenly became ill. Suddenly felt sick and all that. I had issues, I had cramps, so I was not feeling well at all. And we're supposed to do things together, so I was almost useless. I couldn't do anything. I was just lying in pain and all. But I kept enduring. You know, he took care of me, helped me, kept um, giving me things to. Medications, sir, things he thought I could use. Really tried to do this, really tried to take this. You know, he kept caring for me of that, so I was feeling a little better. But still, when it got to the time we were supposed to do the things we wanted to, to, to do together, I couldn't do it. So, as at the time, I. It was. Uh, as at when it was time for us to engage in the activities we were supposed to. I was unable to. He came to check up on me, to check on me to see how I was doing. I was, I saw him, we saw each other, but he just didn't stop. He just left and said that I was still unable to do those things and he left. So by the time I woke up in the morning, the next day, 
I thought I was monoid, I was, well, I was disheartened. Like, this was time wasted. Ah, I don't even know how it must feel now. Like, this was how I was thinking to myself. We're supposed to be together, we're supposed to do these things, do this, this. This was like at a point in time we had set time to do this, you know, and I couldn't do it. And then I just thought, of mm, let me carry my belongings and start going. Like, I'm almost useless. What did I come here to do? Self? What I came here to do, we are able to achieve. So let me just go. I know that I carried my bag and I was about leaving. So I was about leaving. My mind just told me that. I just felt something in my mind telling me, don't go. He doesn't see it like that. And I'm like, if I stay self, what truth is it? If I stay, now I'm feeling better. And, but we won't be able to do what we're supposed to do together because that time is past. So if I stay now, it will just be us gisting and all of that. Of what use is it? What we should have done together? It was a spiritual activity we were supposed to do. What we should have done together? We didn't do it because the time had passed. The time that we appointed or that we slated for that activity was past. Because I was feeling you or not feeling too well. And not that I'm feeling better. We, we can't do that activity again. So it would just be us chasing and talking. And I felt you would be looking at me like an unserious person, like one who got weak in times when she should be serious and all of that. So I just got angry and like, there's no use. So please, let me just carry my stuff and just go. So I just packed my stuff, packed everything and I slipped out of the house because I didn't want him to know. I slipped out of the house, went to the bus stop, got a bus, and started going home back to my own house. And then when I got into the bus, as the bus moved a little, my heart just told me, you know, you are putting much this matter than it is. This man loves you. Your father loves you. He doesn't see it that way. I don't want seeing this thing like this. It doesn't bother me, you know. And I was just feeling peace in my heart, telling me, "Why are you being stubborn? Why do you want to go home and just go and feel sorry for yourself and feel bad when you can't stay with him and he's still going to keep taking care of you like nothing happened?" And he will still encourage you and even make you feel more better than you're feeling now because now you're feeling detected and disappointed and all so why would you want to go home in this state and go and feel worse worse than you should instead of staying and enjoying care and comfort and i'm like oh that's true and then that mm, that that's spiritual kept expounding this thing to me and telling me this is the way it is with you and god all the time the things that you begin to take note of and say ah god is not happy maybe god is not happy with me now maybe god is angry with me because i've done this because this happened god does not see you that way god does not see things that way god loves you his love is overwhelming his love overlooks all of those things that you're talking about his love overlooks it his love is overwhelming his love is not Derogatory to not bring you down, to not talk less of you or make you see yourself as less, make you think less of yourself.
and you know the spirit just kept expounding this thing to me and likening the situation to tell me he loves you god loves you do not bother yourself and all of that and then i'm like oh already i'm in the bus so what do i do now okay i just myself let me just see if there's something i can get if i get it then i'll go back so i didn't get anything so i just got to the stop and the bus stopped i just asked each other can you take me back to my phone he's like yes people came down i didn't come back come down i just paid him and he drove back he got more people and he drove back you know and eventually we got to where he picked me up in the first place and i got out and went back to the um to my father and you know when i got there by this time it was a week now i slipped out when i was going because it wasn't a week but this time it was a week now but even he didn't notice if i had left or not he didn't even know if i had left earlier or not so i still slipped into the house dropped my belongings and went in search of him and i was like and I greeted him, good morning, son. He's like, hey, how are you? How are you feeling now? Are you better? Oh, come and take this, come and take this. I just made tea. He drinks tea every morning. Like, at least before 7 a.m., I'm sure my dad must, take, must have taken tea like three or two times. That's how much he loves his tea. They has infected all of us children with that habit. So he just told me, I just made tea. Yeah, come and drink, come and drink, come and drink. How are you feeling now? You know, I was expecting him to lash at me, but I realized that, like, as we were standing in the bus, I was just counting things that were not necessary or that were not important. I was looking at them as important. He didn't even, for once, mention or call me lazy or say any derogatory word. He just took care of me, he just cared for me, he just asked me if I was feeling better, what I would like to do, you know. He was just very mindful of my, of my look of my uh, it was just very mindful of me i was checking up on me catering to me you know and i was just so moved and so touched and like so truly if i had gone more i was just going to be feeling bad about nothing now I've, I've missed all of this care and didn't cater to you know and then i started thinking back on what the spirit told me about god and everything you know i was telling that god is not hungry with you all the time that you just keep counting things that are not necessary you just keep saying ah something will happen you know be like ah maybe that's a result of that thing i did yesterday maybe god is punishing me for it stop it god does not punish you god is not punishing you for nothing you're not guilty of anything your son has already been labeled guilty your son already ordered punishment for everything and this is not licentiousness as some people will think they think mm, this is a license uh, how can you be saying such a thing do you just want to keep saying it no but you know guilty it is the truth somebody already has been called guilty for you because Romans chapter 8 you know I love the comments I just don't know why I love it so much because for me the government tells the salvation story better than any other book, maybe that's what for me. This is my personal view before anybody comes for me. This is my personal view. Maybe that's why I love Book of Romans. I don't know, but I know I love the Book of Romans so much, especially Romans 10. 
uh, Romans 8, I'm sorry, especially Romans 8. Okay, so there's this particular part that I love the most, the book of Romans chapter 8, and that's the part that says that who can condemn, or we see that condemneth. No, okay, there's the three says, shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect. It is God that justifies. And 34 says, who is it that condemned? It is Christ that died. Yeah. Father, that is risen again. Is even at the right hand of God. Who also make an intercession for us? I'm like, you can condemn me when God has not condemned me. I'm not condemned. I am not condemned. I'm not guilty. I have not been convicted of any crime. This is Jesus that was convicted of all my crimes, of all of my sins, past, present, future. I'm not condemned. I'm not guilty. No. Jesus has already been made guilty for me. Me, I am discharged and acquitted. Even if I do wrong now, hmm? even if I see now, I still am not seen as guilty before God. I am God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus has made me pure, holy, righteous, and that is all that God sees me as. So there is no condemnation for me according to that. Romans 8 1 says there is therefore now no condemnation, none whatsoever, none whatsoever. Please let's read that book of Romans chapter 8. There is now therefore no condemnation, no condemnation, no condemnation. Do not let the devil kill trip you, do not let him hold you. The devil did it for me to me for so many years. He held me in the bondage of guilt and condemnation. I mean, when I was newly saved. Whenever I did something wrong, whenever I sinned or did something very bad during the week and I was a chorister, you know, I'd go to church on Sunday, I'd want to sing, maybe lead in worship or be the background singer for the lead worshiping. And my mind, my heart would be thumping and my hands would be all sweaty. I had this thing, I can't remember the name now, I had this thing where I have sweaty hands and feet, so especially whenever I'm nervous and anxious, you know. I, I, the sweat comes out a lot. I'm very nervous, and you know, the devil bringing into my mind all the things I did during the week. You that did this, you that did that. You think you're worthy of to be called God's child? Do you think you're worthy to, to, to stand before God's people to carry my cat? Say you want to sing, hey, sinner, dirty, vow. You know, we start bringing those things to my mind. I, I feel so ashamed and unworthy. And I'll, and I'll start even right there where I'm singing, maybe backing the singer, the lead singer. I'll be praying in my heart for God's forgiveness, saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I don't want to be like this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, so sorry. Oh, guys, for so many years, the devil did this to me. The devil did this to me. He kept me, held me in bondage, in condemnation. Until I got the book of Romans it's one. No condemnation. I'm not guilty until I met this friend of mine, started preaching grace to me. Not me. I think we stumbled on each other. Yes. We were both followers of a very popular Christian um, gospel singer then. This gospel singer was part of a group then he went solo. So we were both followers and this gospel singer would just on his Facebook page and post some things, some scriptures and some words and people 
his followers would dip it and so we, we had some we had some top followers then that were following this gospel singer. We would debate and talk and all of that, you know, and then there was this particular person that, whose ideas and whose ways the singer and myself did not agree with or agree to be like ah how can you say God is bigger than this, you know, and all of that. Until one day I called for a kind of platform where we could get to expound or really um, ex- do an expository on the word of God and uh, this person obliged me and still did we are friends you know started on Facebook so he met then when I followed him or was he sent me a friend request and I accepted and that was how it started you know and I would go to and on his page or his world I think he would post so many things that those things he posted it was about God's grace it was a great preacher and he prayed about God's grace how God was happy with you because of his son you know and all of that and I'll be like what kind of person is this person preaching you know but one thing I liked about him was whenever we were talking in his DMs in the DMs you know he would tell me whenever I was disagreeing with anything was because it was strange to me all that he was preaching was strange to me I came from a very of a bag of a legalism a deep legalism background you have to do something before god loves you you have to be this way because god loves you. you have to be sin free the only righteous before god loves you so that was the background i was coming from so i didn't think i didn't believe everything i was saying and that was where i still was in so it was strange to hear those things i was talking about and i didn't believe them you know but you know, one time at the end of his, of our was it debate, he said to me, that was one thing that stood in my path that struck me out of everything. He said to me, I pray that the Holy Spirit gives you understanding of all these things that I'm saying, all that we have said, all that I'm saying to you. And I'm like, Amen. And that was how we ended. I was like, Oh, like all the people that I know in my own church setting, my background, them, man, their own is. Ah, go and sit down, get this smoke, what do you know? Go and sit down, you know? They had this pride, knowledge puffs up, you know? Guys, they, you know, and all of that, so, he didn't treat me like that. He said, the Holy Spirit would let me know. And then I said, I think this person knows what he's saying. You know, and then I now went back, I think I went back to all, uh, check about all those things he talked about, you know? And that was how the Holy Spirit really began to open my eyes to some of the things he was talking about. And I'm like, what, what, what? And you know? So it was meeting this person that helped me grow in the understanding of God's peace, that God loves me, of God's love, you know, and then little by little I was stripped of all of this condemnation and guilt and fear that I used to feel. So guys, I thought it was over. I thought I had known or truly known God's love and that as the hand now. Like if somebody told me that I still was feeling condemned, I wouldn't even believe it. So that incident on Friday, and I said, ah, so the devil still has, or still I believe it's some time done, some of my people, because of the work and the journey with God, I was still listening to some old, I was still walking in the same old path, and so I still had the belief that God was angry with me. And I, I was still punishing myself, or still think God was punishing me. Something happened. I still think God was unhappy with me. God is not unhappy with us. God loves us so much. It's as a father's love. Let me give 
an example from the Bible. Um, it's a book of Luke. It's the prodigal son story. I know most of us know about this story. Where there was a rich man that had two sons. There was the older son and the younger. Then the younger son came to the father and said, Give me my part of my inheritance, my part of your you of your goods of all that you want. So it's Luke 15. Starting from verse 11. And the father gave it to him. And this all that had everything and went and spread it on the case. There's this song that I love that explains this to the It was sung by Midnight Queen. They sung it as a, or they sang it as a Jehovah folk song. I'll ask what you please understand Jehovah because you would love it. It's just good. And, Buy it or download it. I can't remember which of the album it is in. But I used to have it on my phone for so many years. My phone for so many years. Remember a part of this. Remember that album? About the tools. About the tools. Then to see. Then you show me a photo. The land of this. I can't remember the name now. I'm trying to remember the name. I can't remember the but it's the song that's a good song. But this song truly explains, truly embodies this week 15, 11 to 21 story. This is for the guys who Just one. Google, make my I can't remember the title now, and that's why I'm having issues. I can really see the political story, I'm not sure, sure. It was a real bad song. So, as I was saying, this song went, that song explained what this song did. She said the song spent the money on drinking, drinking, and smoking, and women, and prostitution, and in a few time, in no time at all, money finished, money was spent. Son was that all good, a rich man's father. Not at I said rich man's father. <laughs> Do not mind me, please. A rich man's father. Not at one work, meat, that feeding pigs. And the Bible records that he was so hungry that he didn't want to eat of the pig's food. But there was no one to give him of this um, food. Guys. So he was so hungry. Then one day, he said, I didn't talk to him. Even my father sad. They are not living this life that I'm living. They live better than I They have enough to eat and to even spare. And me, I'm perishing here. I'm dying in front of him. Let me go to my father. I'm not going to that time. Let me go to him. I'm sure he is not a master. Let him just take me as a servant. Don't be looking for me. Let him pay me. 
thought that my life can't be as stable as now. He said, as in you ran. No, you know, it was on that thought because I like this thing. 18 to 19, he says, I will give my father and say unto my father, I have seen the gift of one before thee. Then 19, which is why I like the verses, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Nobody told him that he no longer is worthy to be called the father's son. He thought to himself that I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy dad's servants. That is the way most of us think. We do something and uh, the devil will be close to it. But that's what he's looking for. The father of lies is a liar. He loves to feed our soul, our body, our ears with lies, and our mind with lies. He keeps us. Mm. It does okay. You know God is happening to you. You know God and God can do something. But I don't pass over that same to play with God. Offended God. That's the beginning. If you allow that life, if you let that life stay in your heart, you have cost trouble. Cost trouble is a song like that. That's cost trouble because that's just the foundation of your life. That wants to build and talk upon in your life. That is if you let it. Because then you now start building upon it as you saw it will just be something as it as you like they will tell you, ah, you have lied, you are a child of God, you don't have lied. So when somebody comes to you and says, Please, 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 Condemnation kills in your heart if you let it. As I said, with this song, you started thinking to yourself, I could do something with verse 19. Since I'm no more worthy to be called as you make me as well. Who told him it's not worth it? Look at verse 20, it's where I like the most. That shows us that that's the verse 19 that he thought is a lie. First of all, said, as he arose and came to Chicago, he said, the Bible is my cousin, but he was still far away. The father saw. Okay, you now guys, let's see. Somebody is fine. Somebody saw something. For me, it looks like. Eh? It looks like maybe the father is in the store. Maybe the father is in the store. Every day, you go outside the house. What is this? What is this? That's how it looks to me, and I'll tell you why it looks to me. Because that says when we were still afar, the father saw him. It was a father that didn't care for the son, that was not looking, that was not waiting for him. Eh? It would not be that the son would be afar, and the father would see him and run to him. That's what the Bible said. I'm, I'm not what I said. So, so. The Bible says when it was yet a great way of, I'm using the King James Version, his father saw him and had compassion, he had peace. And he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Eh? You know, his father saw him when he was a father. So he was like, he had been waiting for him all the time he had left. Looking for this foolish son of his. He knew that he was foolish. But he, 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 he wasn't going to hold it against him forever. He was waiting for him. Loving him, waiting for him to come to his senses. That's it. It's come to the sense, it's come to the realization that he had a loving father. Who doesn't care about his sins? Who doesn't care about his foolishness? Who loves him anyways? I just 
just the fact that I need to out of this story. God loves us. He loves us. He's only son is proof of that. The only son has given us all of us. He's only son had to be forsaken for a while because he carried the sins of the whole world upon himself. He loves us. He had to make an exchange out of us. His son for us. He took the son's righteousness. The son took our sins. God loves us. Do not listen to the lies of the devil. The devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. If you allow one lie of his, eh, he will keep on feeding you with lies. And that's how you will enter. Do not allow one lie. Once it says one lie to you, counter him with the word. That's a lie. You are a liar, devil. You are a liar and the father of all lies. I do not allow. I do not accept. I do not listen to your lies. I choose to listen to God's word. God's word tell me that even when I was a sinner, when I was yet in sin, God loved me and gave his son for me. So was while I was a sinner that Christ died for my sins. In Proverbs tells me this. You don't you can't try to say so when I was a sinner and I, I was not even his. I did not even believe in the son. God loves me. God loved me and gave me son to die for my sins. So see now that I'm now his, that he will no longer love. It says it to you to counter him and tell him no, it's a lie, daddy. It's a lie, you're a lie. The son of life have a place. Your life will have a place in my heart. God loves you. Do not let the devil or anyone tell you, tell you otherwise. You are loved. I love you fact. Who cares for you? Everybody wants to daily shower you with lessons of the day. Caught you with his love, with his care. You must come out. For his glory, if you don't know what his glory you are for, to shine forth his light, to have his light, eh? to, to, to illuminate others. There is radiance, he wants you to radiate his light to others. He loves you, but the devil knows that that's why he keeps coming to you with condemnation and with guilt. He wants to make you feel unworthy and loved. You are worthy, not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. Jesus says he did. Jesus says, death has made you worth, has made you loved, you are worthy. The devil doesn't want you to shine this light of God. The book of First Peter 29 says, you are the real priest to the chosen generation. Call forth out of darkness. This is the marvelous light of God. You call forth to show God's light. The devil doesn't want you to radiate this light. He doesn't want you to die your radiance to shine. He wants to shine that radiance. What does it do? He created the darkness. And they will become like themselves too. And when that like that, then the whole world will be radiating with God's glory and light shining. And then darkness will have no place in the world. In the world. He knows this. That's why he wants to keep your shine. He knows that it's God's love, the knowledge of God's love and grace that makes your light shine the most and makes you able to shine your light. He knows this and he doesn't want it to happen. That's why he. Most keep feeding you lies, make you feel unworthy, make you feel lower than yourself and all that. Do not let him, do not allow him. He is a liar. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Know this for yourself. Study God's word, study God's Romans 8. There is no condemnation. You are now Christ. Study God first. Study it tells of how much God loves you. That he gave you soul for you when you were a sinner. When you were a sinner, when you were negative, negative in sin. 
first John 3, 4, the talk of how God loves you. It was when you are seen that he loved you. First John 4, especially. So, yeah, no, don't, don't let the devil tell you otherwise. Don't, don't, don't. Do not listen to the lies of the devil. Do not, do not, do not. So this is what I just wanted to share with you. It was a revelation that God gave to me of how much he loves me as a father. He used my father's love to illustrate this to me, to show first to me. I know that he loves me. I know that my dad loves me. I'm assured of God's love to And you are sure of his love. If you're not sure today, go to the scriptures. Love of God's love. I'm telling you because I've experienced it. I've still experienced it. I'm still a product of his love and his grace. You are too. Go into the scriptures with first John 4, go to Romans 8. How much God loves you to not leave you. All the devil tell you that is your love. Peace. So if you would like to give feedback, comments about this, you can listen to. You can connect to me on WhatsApp. You can connect to me on Facebook. So this is what I do. You can connect to me on Twitter. That's the commercial. You can connect to me on